We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Sixth Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Silvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Sixth Man Show. Today is July 7th, 2022, the day of Paolo Bancaro's Summer League debut for the Orlando Magic Jonathan Osborne here, as always, joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on, bro? Not much, man. Just uh, ready for this summer league action. We got, you know, we've been, we got a little bit, you know, early before Vegas. We got some of the Utah summer league. So nice to see basketball already on the screen. And then we have this long drought until really preseason before we can see it again. Yeah, I was like looking at that today, you know, like summer league starts tomorrow. And I think it's like 11 days so we've mm-hmm. got basically the second half of July, all of August, all of September, most of October <laughs> before mm-hmm. the, like preseason really kicks off and then you you know you have training camp and you know the regular season starts. So this is like our least favorite time of the year where again it's like three solid months with nothing to talk about. I think I looked we have something like 30 shows in between now and the start of the regular season. <laughs> And that I was like, so, bro, like that that's so disappointing. A, yeah, it really is. I don't know how we're going to get through it, but you know, we always get through it. You know, we're going to try to set up some guests and whatnot over the course of the next several weeks. Probably some repeat guests from early in the off season. Now that so much has happened and there's so much more to yeah. talk about, but yeah, definitely uh, be on the lookout for that. Luke, I'm excited for today, man. I'm excited to see Paolo in summer league. We've got some other young, exciting guys on the summer league roster. We'll talk about that in, in just a moment, but. How are you feeling about uh, Paolo's debut tonight? It's exciting, you know. You you get a part of being you know the number one pick and a top pick really is that in summer league they make sure that you go against the other top picks. They want those ratings boosted. They want all that. So, gonna get to see Paolo versus Jabari Smith Jr. I'm interested to see how many threes Jabari Smith Jr. hits. I'm sure it'll be something ridiculous just for us. And then uh, you get to play against Chet. Uh, was that Monday? I think. Yeah, you've got uh, like that. 
well, let's we were going to do this anyways. Let's go through the the schedule. So Thursday, so today the seventh, uh, versus in the versus the Houston Rockets, ten o'clock Eastern on ESPN. Then Saturday, July 9th, you play the Kings at four o'clock Eastern on ESPN. Monday is July eleventh versus the Thunder at nine o'clock on ESPN. That's the most that we've been on ESPN in like three years, by the way. <laughs> and then Thursday, July fourteenth versus the New York Knicks at 7.30 Eastern Time on NBA TV. And then after that, everything is kind of TBD, depending upon you know the Magic seeding in the Summer League tournament and if they advance. It is so stupid that we play at 10 p.m. That is so dumb. I know someone's got to, but like that is so stupid. What's funny is it's actually the first game of Summer League, so it's not like you know, we're like the late game that day. It's the first the very first game of the Las Vegas Summer League uh, t- you know, tonight at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, which is 7 o'clock local if you're in Vegas. But yeah, 10 o'clock on Thursday, 4 on Saturday, 9 o'clock on Monday, and then usually you know, what we're accustomed to, 7.30 next Thursday. So, I mean, no back-to-backs for the Magic in Summer League. I know, uh, you know the teams that are playing right now in the Salt Lake Summer League, like the Thunder played... Uh, what we're recording on Wednesday, so they played on Tuesday and they play on Wednesday. So none of that, but there's going to be like practice. Do they play better between. than a JV high school team tonight? Who do they play? I think so. They're playing the Memphis Grizzlies right before we started recording. The first half mm. ended, and the Grizzlies were down by five going into the half. So mm. we'll talk. We'll talk more about you know Chet Holmgren's debut uh, for the OKC Thunder. Really didn't think we were going to need to have this conversation, but. What a it means for the tra- is, what Chet Holmgren's debut means for the trajectory of the Magic franchise, right? Exactly. Well, it's <laughs> become a, a pretty hot topic of of conversation on social media. You know, I, I, we'll get into the specifics of that conversation <laughs> a little bit later. But yeah, super excited. You know, again, four games to start off summer league, and then there will be the seeding for the tournament. So the Magic will, I believe, will have at least one game. Um, more than that i think they'll probably at least play a total of five i think everybody makes the tournament the first four games i think decide like your seating and then everybody gets thrown into the tournament we'll see you know where the the magic end up there um, but let's talk a little bit about the orlando magic summer league roster um, i i don't feel the need luke to really go through the entire roster i think you and i have talked a about lot of this them. in our, our it's it's a big roster but i think we're you know the the roster is really set for the magic, you know, uh, yeah. the official signing of, of Gary Harris and Ter- uh, Mo Bamba and, and Bull Bull. We still have Terrence Ross on the roster. I mean, the magic are, are sitting at 15 guys on the roster right now. So, I mean, yeah, there's still some wiggle room there. If you want to sign somebody like to a two way contract or you're going to move somebody and, or wave somebody and sign someone else, there's always room for that kind of stuff. But for the most part, we know what the Magic's roster is going to be on opening night. Most of these guys, apart from the guys that we're going to highlight, are playing really for Exhibit 10 contracts, maybe a training camp invite, or potentially even like a contract with the Lakeland Magic you know, later yeah. on in the year. But as we look at the Summer League roster for the Magic, the four guys that I really want to talk about, obviously, Paolo Bancaro, Caleb Houston, the two rookies that the Magic drafted a few weeks ago, Devin Kennedy, and then R.J. Hampton. Luke, where do you want to start? Who do you want to talk about first? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Easy one to talk about here, RJ Hampton. Let's talk about him. What's I, what do you think? I, so I think it's I think this is great. I think that it's something that is much needed. I think it shows initiative for RJ. Someone basic, someone, someone basically alluded to the fact on Twitter, like I can't remember, but essentially saying like they was surprising the Magic front office would do this, would would play RJ Hampton and ask him to do this or whatever it was. And RJ made it clear in response to that and said, "No, I asked for this. You know, I I wanted to do this." And I think you mentioned like he, it was a good opportunity to get to run with the with the rookies and just continue to build some continuity and chemistry. So proud of RJ for for doing that, recognizing that it could be beneficial to him. It absolutely can be beneficial to him, and I hope that he gets you know a, somewhat of a run. You know, I don't expect him to play every game by any means, but I hope he really makes it worthwhile for sure. Yeah, I'm looking back through his Twitter. I think it was Keith Smith that w- had just you know mentioned that he was surprised that RJ. Yeah, he said, uh, "I'm glad to see RJ playing summer league. Might be somewhat of a cameo appearance, but he can use the on-ball reps for sure." And RJ said, "Yeah, I asked to play. Nothing like getting reps and rhythm during the summer against competition and connecting with our new rooks." Which uh, both of the parties are right. Like Keith Smith wasn't yeah. you know saying anything you know. Uh, there was no malice there. I, I didn't find it inappropriate. RJ could certainly use the on-ball reps. Um, you know, last year in his uh, you know second year in the league, second year with the Magic, uh, 7.6 points per game, shot 38% from the floor, 35% from the three-point line, two and a half assists, 1.4 turnovers, added three rebounds to that. But the story with RJ very much last year was 
doesn't know what to do with the ball in his hands. Just like kind of gets sped mm-hmm. up a little bit and gets forced into some bad decisions. Where we really saw RJ flourish towards the end of the year is when he was more off of the ball and really started to buy into that like three and D type of role. I think he shot like 38% on spot up attempts last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that he had a couple like really hot shooting months, like pretty close to 40%. I think it was like December, January, the kid was just on fire. So um, I don't know how much of that we're going to see in summer league, him being re- I think the old, one of the older guys on the team, certainly the, um, one of the more experienced guys that's actually going to be on an NBA roster this year. We'll probably see him with some on-ball reps in Summer League, I would imagine. But I can't help but feel like his long-term role in the NBA, if he really buys into it, is going to be like the 3 and D. He's developing as a defender. We've seen a lot of potential on that end. And we've seen the potential as a you know catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. The off-the-dribble stuff, maybe he'll evolve that and improve that over time. But if he is going to be a rotation guy, you know, for the Magic, especially this year, I think he's totally got to be invested in that three and D role and and, and really, uh, uh, you know, flourish in that. Yeah, and you look at RJ and and what it means. Like you, Jonathan, you ever played against guys that just aren't as good as you? And what it does for your confidence, like you go in or guys that are even on. I try to exclusively do that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I will make it a point not to go play with guys if they're too good. I'd rather just beat up on my friends that are losers. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, I'm the man. Yeah. I'm kidding. I, I like to play with guys that are better, but it's definitely more fun when you're like the best guy on the floor. Listen, Let's be real. Listen, man, I'm not trying to... to to perfect my craft of playing basketball at this point if i am in a gym and i'm playing with dudes that are like six four a lot of them played overseas already i'm good and i did that a couple weeks ago and it was absolutely it was challenging for for me considering i hadn't (laughs) shot a basketball in a year but then i went to a, a pickup game at a gym at my old high school uh last week and it was filled with guys that weren't international basketball players and i was like it's filled with guys like us exactly and i was like this is great hit like my first three threes i was like this is awesome i just want to do this every week i it just made it so much more enjoyable so rj hampton's going to get that experience in summer league hopefully just get the ball on everybody and it will probably give him a lot of confidence going into you know preseason things like that offseason all that so i'm i'm happy for rj i hope that he can really crush it yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how many games that he actually plays. Like, I would be surprised if it was any more than three or four games for RJ. Yeah, um, I think that's probably pretty close to what we saw last year. But I think, you know, especially with Cole Anthony and RJ playing in summer league last year, a lot of us were really excited about that and wanted to see those guys like dominate, and they didn't. Um, right. You know, I think, especially shooting the ball, neither of those guys particularly shot the ball well. But I I will be concerned if RJ isn't really like dominant. Like that second year that we saw from Aaron Gordon in Summer League where he looked incredible before breaking his jaw a few weeks later, that's what I'm expecting out of RJ Hampton. Like we should really see him on the ball, having success, making plays off the dribble, you know, hitting shots, defending at a high level. He's got tons of experience, so he knows what it takes to succeed at this level. So really hoping to see that. So outside of RJ Hampton, um, you know, a- another guy that's you know 
slated to be on the Magic roster uh, this upcoming season is going to be Devin Kennedy. Obviously had a lot of success with the Lakeland Magic a couple of years ago in the G League bubble, won the G League Finals MVP, uh, then got called up to the Magic and and you know had the the um, what was it the ankle dislocation that was pretty gnarly, and then uh, yeah you know finally got worked his way all the way back. So what about Devin Kennedy, Luke? What are you looking forward to seeing Devin Kennedy in summer league? Yeah, so obviously he had his his injury, and so for him to you know he makes his he comes back last year, last season, um, earns that contract with the Magic. So I think it's going to be interesting. I'm going to see if there. I want to see if there's even more like confidence in his step coming into summer league now that he does have that contract. See what he's bringing to the table. There's a lot of people out there that love Devin Kennedy, and there's a lot of people that think that he can earn his spot in a rot- in the rotation. How crazy would it be if Devin Kennedy goes from like a finals MVP in the G League to being on this Magic roster and getting actual rotation minutes? I don't think that is totally crazy, but like looking at his stats in the last two seasons, obviously plays in seven games with the Magic and then gets hurt in the eighth, and then five games this year towards the end of the season. Uh, in 13 games, averaging 39% from the floor, uh, excuse me, 39% from the three-point line. I think you know, all the injuries that we saw last season and that we've like seen the last couple of seasons, I think Devin is going to have an opportunity at some point to be part of the normal rotation. Like Somebody's going to get banged up for a few games. He's going to have an opportunity to come in and make a real impact. And the biggest thing for him as a shooter is really just going to be to stay in rhythm and stay ready and come off the bench. Like we need, and I do think he is like consummate professional. I know he's going to be ready. Um, so that's going to be really big for the magic. Like you said, it's going to be great to see how much, you know, his game has kind of grown and you know, how much um, more confidence he has now. And in this kind of yeah. atmosphere, you can try things that you wouldn't normally try in an NBA game. So I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe we see a little, you know, Devin Kennedy on the ball and, you know, putting the ball on the floor, but just excited, like you said, to see the confidence, but see what he can bring to the roster because he, he probably most likely is going to be on the active roster. If I had to put my money on it, yeah. you know, he's he's got the contract guaranteed for this year at this point. I don't know why we keep saying this. He's going to be on the roster, but right. I do think at some point this year, he's going to have a real opportunity to make an impact on this team. And we talk about you know the playoffs and everything like that. Playoffs is really all about you know matchups and how you match up against other teams. So who knows if the Magic are really hurting for shooting in a playoff series? If that happens in the next couple of years, maybe we see Devin Kennedy get some run. You know, you see guys yeah. get on the floor that you didn't really think would get on the floor during a playoff series, and then you also see guys sitting the bench that you thought were going to be a bigger part of a playoff series. So I think Devin Kennedy is going to have all the opportunity um, you know, to, to make a real impact on this team at some point. And then obviously the last two guys that we're going to talk about on this summer league roster, Paolo Bancaro and Caleb Houston. We've talked about Paolo at length. What do you think of Caleb Houston? I'm hoping and I'm, I'm manifesting that Caleb Houston is going to get put on people's radar just because he's playing in a game with the number one pick in Paolo Bancaro. You're playing against the guys like Jabari and Chet in general. Obviously, he will not be you know, necessarily on those guys, but he'll be playing in the same vicinity as them, playing on the same team as that number one pick for the Magic. 
I, I think if he lights it up, I think he's going to get some actual attention, whether that be over Twitter or national media, whatever it might be. Because like you've talked about and you've touched on, right? Like we've seen him light it up on big stages and did it in March Madness, I believe it was that you said, or was it the, I believe it was March Madness, right? That you were talking about it. And yeah, Michigan Colorado versus State. Colorado State. Yep. Yeah. So, so, you know, you, you have these sample sizes that think like, it's not crazy to think like Caleb Houston could really add some shooting to this roster. Just like you said about Devin Kennedy. I think Caleb Houston has a very good shot of earning some some minutes here down the road team gets in a pinch they've got maybe a couple guys out I'm really hoping that guys like Caleb Houston and Devin Kennedy are in the rotation because of how great they are not because of injury but nonetheless if it comes down to it I know Caleb Houston will also be ready have gotten nothing but great energy from him and during his you know interviews I think he's got a great personality we know he can shoot you know it was whatever 35 36 percent from three on like something crazy like seven attempts a game and or five attempts a game in college so you know he's got it so hopefully he can show something in summer league and that'll pour over to the regular season too and just a correction on Devin Kennedy so he signs you know the the two-year deal um his 2022-2023 contract doesn't become fully guaranteed until January 10th so I guess there is still some room for the Magic to either waive him and sign him to a, a you know two-way contract um I think that Devin probably makes the roster. I guess um, it's not ridiculous that we were talking about that because I guess technically he still could be waived. Um, but it also wouldn't surprise me if they decide to sign him to a two-way deal and sign you know Caleb Houston to the like actual right. roster. But it also wouldn't surprise me if Caleb Houston is one of our two-way guys next year and gets some run in Lakeland. And then just over the course of the next couple of years, you kind of develop him until you feel like he's ready to be part of the active roster. So also looking really forward to, to Caleb Houston. I feel like maybe we haven't talked about him enough, but you know, six, eight wing guy really seems like he has the tools to put it together to become a good shooter. The percentages in college, I think it was 35% didn't totally, um, you know, illustrate that, Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see his growth. Like you said, from the NCAA tournament now, you know, practicing with the summer league roster and he's going to play in summer league. My guess is that we probably see Caleb Houston start. Um, my guess is we probably start some kind of combination of RJ Hampton, Devin Kennedy, Caleb Houston, Paolo Bancaro. And then you got two centers on this summer league roster in Daniel Oturo and Jeremiah Tillman Jr. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see which one of those guys kind of gets the start at the five. But just going down this roster, I'm seeing a lot of guys born in you know 2002, 2001, 1996, 1995. And we've like really got to the point where I'm older than all of these guys, you know, coming into the league or trying to get into the league. If my dreams of making it to the NBA weren't already crushed, it just becomes, you know, a, a little mm. bit, uh, a little bit harder each year for me to to swallow that, and the fact that I'm just kind of getting older, you know, as time yeah, yeah, goes yeah. on. So speaking of of older, Jonathan, this is what I want to add to this conversation here, and tying back into the Devin Kennedy, Caleb Houston, that sort of thing, that you know, in that those talks. Do you know how old Devin Kennedy is? I don't know. If I, I could, I could take a look here and I could. No, tell you. no, I know, I know. I just want you to guess. So he is uh, what is that? Twenty four. Twenty six. Really? Oh, I can't do math. Ninety six. Yeah, he's twenty six. So what an idiot. So he's me, he's twenty six. Right, right, right. So he's twenty six. So all I'm saying 
is if Caleb Houston, if this front office thinks that Caleb Houston and Devin Kennedy are on the, like maybe the same playing field, you know what I mean? Like you, you know what I'm getting at here. I would rather Caleb Houston. You think if it's close, they go with the upside versus Devin Kennedy? You ha- I feel like you have to. And as but much right as it now, seems like, I feel like it's not going to be close. I feel like Devin Kennedy is is right now the better shooter. And if you're right. bringing one of those guys, like it's it's to be a shooter off the bench, I think. Yeah, and we'll see. And I, and as much as you know, summer league is not the end all be all. I am very interested to see. Kind of, it is good to gauge like the the you know the ceiling or upside of some players. You know, just by certain things like their you know three point shooting, the volume at which they're shooting, the percentages. I'm very interested to see kind of how they track together in terms of Devin, Devin Kennedy and Caleb Houston. I think it's going to be a fun narrative to kind of watch and just see. So we'll see. But I just wanted to bring that up because I'm sure a lot of people don't know that Devin Kennedy is is 26. So I didn't know that. I knew he was a little older. I didn't know he was quite 26. I also can't do math. You kind of put me on the spot there. I tried to do 1996 <laughs> to 22, and I completely blew that. But you bring up a great point, and I think that's going to be something to watch. You know, whether it's mm-hmm. Devin Kennedy or, or Caleb Houston that ends up on the active roster. If I had to bet right now, I'm probably going Devin Kennedy. But if they are close, like you, you know, right. not that you're saying that, but if they are, I they could totally be. understand why they would kind of go with the upside swing in Caleb Houston versus you know right. Devin Kennedy, who's you know 26 years old. So because you know, if they didn't like Caleb Houston, Jonathan, like if they weren't like very convinced that Caleb Houston could be a guy on this roster at some point here soon they trade that pick either He's they the trade first, the pick second or they round might pick have already they, they might have already signed him to a two-way contract if that was the case mm-hmm. if they were just so totally convinced that Devin Kennedy is the guy they want on the roster mm-hmm. then maybe we see De- uh, Caleb Houston already signed you know to a two-way contract right. so I don't know. Don't I really think there's know more what's going to it. happen. I think you're right. And it's definitely something that we're going to have to monitor and, and keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break here just to bring up a couple of things to you guys. So first of all, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, if you would go ahead and subscribe really quickly, it's always a huge help to the channel, a huge help to the podcast. And then if you haven't heard, uh, we're really excited to announce that we have been nominated for Orlando Weekly's Best of Orlando 2022 ballot. We've been nominated for best local podcast in Orlando. So the only way that we win is if you guys go to vote.orlandoweekly.com and vote for us underneath local notables. And then you go to local podcasts, best local podcast. You can vote for us there. You can only vote once. Uh, The voting is still going on for the next several weeks. And we're really excited about it. We would love to win. Uh, We are excited to learn that we are on the ballot. So again, vote.orlandoweekly.com underneath local notables and then best local podcast. Go ahead and throw us a vote. And then if you haven't heard, uh, you can help financially support the show. You can partner with the Six Man Show and help us do what we do uh, through our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the Six Man Show. Three awesome tiers that you can select from um, our mid and highest level tier. You also get access to our Discord channel, which we're really trying to push and make, make more active so that you can talk all day, every day, Orlando Magic Basketball with us and with other Magic fans. Uh, so great options there. And then we also shout out all of our Hall of Fame tier patrons on every episode, which we are going to take the time to do right now. I would love to shout out Court Cousins, Armin, 
Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Magic Player History, Wiffle, Ryan Singh, The Distract, Pierre A, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, BRBS Creative, Drum, Danimal, Dutto15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, and Gaudy93. You guys are the real MVPs. You all are in the Hall of Fame. Thank you guys so much. Again, if you want to help financially support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six-man show. All right, Jonathan, I have an idea, a way to get people even more excited if it's even was needed for Paolo Bancaro and his summer league debut, debut wearing that magic jersey. I think that we should do a little bit of a, of a fun game here. We're going to put out a tweet. We'll put it on our Instagram. We'll kind of we'll try to put it on all platforms. And essentially what this is going to be, the game we're going to play with you guys, is you guys can comment on like whether it's Instagram, reply to us on Twitter, whatever it is. We want you to tell us. You're essentially going to guess the total amount of points, rebounds, and assists that Paolo Bancaro has in the summer league game against the Houston Rockets and Jabari Smith Jr. So example, Jonathan, if you think that he's going to have 10 rebounds, uh, 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, you would tell us, you would just reply and just put 30 or whatever, right? Because that's the summation of all those major categories that we're counting, right? And it's just, again, points, rebounds, assists. We'll explain it in the tweet as well. But the one of you who is closest to the summation of all three of those stat categories we at the six man show will be giving you guys $50 um, and we can do that. I'm, I'm assuming Jonathan, we can do whether it's cash app, Venmo, PayPal. Oh, I, I got them all. We can figure it I out. I just want to say if you guys tie, you're splitting it. Yeah, no, that, that that's there. what we I got was going to to give away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 50, you're not each getting 50 for, for hitting it on the head. We are going to be, be splitting it amongst the winners. Um, I don't care so, if there's 50 of you. You'll, you, I will cash up <laughs> each of you $1. Perfect. So what you'll do is you'll just do the, the the points, rebounds, assists, and then your form of payment the way you'd like to get paid with your username. So we don't have to like message you afterwards and all that stuff. We'll message you to say we sent it, but we don't want to be like hunting down somebody's you know tag name for Venmo, Cash App, whatever it is. All right, that sounds like a lot of fun. Going to get people riled up for Summer League. Looking forward to that. Luke, we've got a couple of updates uh, just in terms of some of the signings you know, that the Magic made or re-signings or extension signings that they made during free agency. And to me, it makes the Magic's free agency look even that much better. So we talked about Bull Bull. Yeah, we talked perhaps that I was going to be uh, like the you know the league minimum, like a million dollars a year. But Bull Bull, it's actually two years, you know, pretty close to four million dollars, and I believe that's fully guaranteed if I'm not uh, mistaken. There, so Bull Bull is going to be around for a couple of years. But the Gary Harris deal, two years, twenty six million dollars. The first year is fully guaranteed, thirteen million dollars. The second year is not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So the Magic have. After this season, the Magic have till June 30th of 2023 to either guarantee or really just waive Gary or that money in that second year becomes fully guaranteed. So when we were talking about Magic doing these moves to still have long-term flexibility and have cap space next summer, we talk about you know Terrence Ross's you know, $11 million coming off of the books, Gary Harry's 13 Gary Harry, Gary Harris is thirteen million dollars <laughs> potentially coming off of the books. Mm-hmm. You know the Magic are, are slated to you know, create almost twenty five million dollars in cap space next summer if they need to, really quickly with just 
Gary Harris and Terrence Ross coming off the books. Now you can still you know waive other guys. You can still trade other guys to create more cap space if you need to. But the Magic have positioned themselves to create a lot of cap space next summer if they need to do so. Yeah, yeah, and it's just yet another move. That bull bull number so that you had brought up, Jonathan. I looked on Spock Track and it said like they were essentially the ones they have listed right now are like estimates. Was the numbers that you read? Did you see those somewhere, or where did you see the bull bull contract? Yeah, the bull bull underneath uh, pending transactions. So if I go into bull bulls, basically player profile here on Spa Track, and of course my entire computer is freezing now. So $1.9 million this year and just over $2 million next year. So pretty close. It's guaranteed $3.968 million. So just kind of rounded up to four. Right. Well, th- that's my question though, is because it just says estimate with like highlighted purple on mine. Yeah, um, that's the same thing. I, I think it takes spot track some time to really nail down the specifics of these contracts, but right. they're usually pretty, pretty spot on. Okay, so we're going to assume that that's actually correct figures, and so at least in the totality of it, um, that yeah. is essentially like a minimum type contract there with a almost $4 million. I pay for spot track every, every month, so uh, I'm, I'm hoping it's accurate information here. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that uh, good old spot track and, and, and Keith Smith aren't letting us down with the good work they do over there. Surely not. Surely not. All right. The last thing that Luke and I are going to touch on here, and I, I really can't believe that we've it's even become a thing we've had to have the conversation, is <laughs> Chet Holmgren um, in his summer league debut with the Oklahoma City Thunder on Tuesday night looked incredible. I think he ended the night with like 23 points, um, like six blocks. I think it was like seven rebounds, something like that. He had he hit four of five from the three-point line, um, looked incredible defensively, just looked exactly how we knew Chet Holmgren could play at this level, which is why we were okay if he was going to be the number one pick for the Orlando Magic. He was not. It ended up being Paolo Bancaro, and we're super excited about Paolo now, but the amount of panic that I saw last night on social media, especially on Twitter, that the Magic have now effed up this pick, that we should have taken Chet, that this pick is going to haunt us for you know the, the next 10 years, whatever the case may be. I just need to remind everyone that it is Summer League. Mm-hmm. And although Summer League can be indicative that a guy is going to have a lot of success in the league, the opposite can also be true, and Luke has some stats for us that he's going to bring up in just a moment. And let's also not forget that sometimes the guy can look terrible in summer league and still be great in the league in their rookie year. We have to look no further than Franz Wagner. We talked about last year during summer league that Franz was in the right spots a lot of times. He wasn't making mistakes. The ball was just not going through the net. Five games into the season, we were like, okay, we were completely wrong about this kid. He's incredible. Mm -hmm. So let's just all kind of pump the brakes on one, freaking out about how good Chet Holmgren may or may not be. But Paolo Bancaro has not even tied his shoelaces to play in an Orlando Magic Summer League game yet. Let's just give this some time. Summer League, it really means nothing ultimately. Yeah, and... like I said earlier, Summer League can be used to see like the facets of these guys' games and get a good feel for maybe how they're going to translate. But what I will say is that it is definitely not the end-all, be-all. I'm, I'm not going to give you numbers, Jonathan. I Instead, I'm going to give you something so much better. 
I'm going to give you tweets from people about certain players, and I will tell you who as we go to kind of go down the list here. Bleacher Report did a an article in 2017, um, just basically going, you know, hindsight being 2020, but, you know, dug up some tweets that from people about players. So here's one. This one is about Ben Simmons by Sam Vecini, um, who we know very well, obviously, uh, with The Athletic. Right, Jonathan? Yep. He said, um, let's see, this is about Ben Simmons. I'm a little bit surprised to see everyone all in on Ben Simmons after Summer League. He was dot, 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 fine, question mark. So this to me is funny because Ben Simmons is clearly a great player and a lot has transpired since 2017 when this article was released. And people can now be like, well, I don't know if you like, you know, he went, he's now in Brooklyn and he had that, but that was nothing to do with his talent level. Ben Simmons is a great basketball player. So this is something that a basketball expert tweeted. That was what he said about his summer league performance, that he was just fine and he was surprised to see everyone all in on Ben Simmons. So that was one. This one's fun. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Um, This is from Mike Prada, who at the time was with SB Nation. I don't know where Mike is now. Hope he's doing well. His quote, his tweet was, it was just one game, but already... Kid Gilchrist showed why he's the centerpiece of the Bobcats' rebuilding efforts. So that was based off Summer League. Um, okay, here's another one uh, from some. I think this is just a random tweet, which makes it a little funnier, honestly. I'm watching this NBA Summer League, and Andre Drummond, the Pistons drafted, is six eleven of sorry. Kwame Brown is nicer. <laughs> There's some element of truth to that. There's some element of truth to that. <laughs> yeah, but in 2017, it didn't feel that way. Um, yeah, no. But, but uh, yes. So, And I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can find some other good ones here. Um, well, I mean, we just brought it up a, a little while ago, you know, talking about Aaron Gordon's second summer league after his rookie year. I thought that dude was like the reincarnation of Carmelo Anthony. And we mm-hmm. all know that that did not come to fruition. Mario Hazonia also looked incredible at his first summer league. He hit the game winner. And everyone knows how Kroby turned out with the Orlando Magic. So, and this is, not, I'm not, I'm, I promise I am not trying to take away from one, Chet had a great performance. He looked absolutely incredible. Super excited for Oklahoma City fans, our friends uh, on the Blue Wire Network at uh, the Uncontested Podcast. I know they're super excited. And I'm also not trying to deter people from being excited about Chet Holmgren. The, my entire issue is just the way that Magic fans were reacting that the Magic had just made some kind of fatal mistake in taking Chet Holmgren when, I mean, plenty of draft experts and are still sticking by their guns saying that Paolo Bancaro was the best player in the draft and the Magic took him number one and people were praising that pick. And now we've seen one guy have a really good, a really, 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 really good summer league game and all of a sudden, it just spells doom and gloom for the Orlando Magic, and I just, I think that's whack. Yeah, I want to, I want to share one more thing here, Jonathan. I'm still not off it because I found a pretty good one. Uh, last quote here, a tweet from just some random on Twitter that they pulled for this article. But uh, this person said, told everyone that at Jalil Okafor was the best player in this draft, and he's only in the summer league, and he's already proving he is the best. He played two summer league games, 18 and a half points, eight and a half rebounds, and one block. Those are some pretty good stats, especially for you know for what he was doing in summer league, you know, coming in out of the draft. But as we know, he is not the best player from that 2015 draft. I think we can probably give that to Carl Anthony Towns. So 
yeah, that's uh, that was my last quote there. Obviously, like you said, not taking away from Chet and his performance. Chet, I would not be surprised, and we have said it so many times, if Chet ends up being an all-star, a superstar even, I think we it's safe to say that at least two-thirds of those top three guys are going to be very great players, probably all-star caliber. Um, so I, I think it's too early to tell. I think these overreactions are ridiculous. I think, you know, you're just bored in the moment. You want to make kind of just, you know, what it is of the moment. And, uh, I think it's incorrect. I think it's a, I don't care who you are. It is a, a really dumb thing to do. It's just weird. Like it's one thing to be like, I know, like these people aren't like people who we saw on Twitter in general, were not prefacing by like, I know it's summer league. It was genuinely like shock that like panic that chet was killing it against the worst summer league construct summer league roster construction can i can i just chime in here really Maybe quickly ever. again this is this means absolutely nothing for his professional career and how successful he, he'll be as a player but chet holmgren tonight in 26 minutes 11 points three of 11 from the floor one of six from the three-point line four of four from the free throw line 12 rebounds three assists two blocks two turnovers tonight Kenny so Lofton Jr. More, putting that body on him tonight, huh? I mean that. I mean we <laughs> saw that with Coburn, you know, yeah. the other night with the Utah Jazz, and we saw it with Kenny Lofton Jr. Like he's having a real issue with size. And I pointed out to you and Kevin that we don't really see that kind of body type in the NBA that much anymore. Thick. So I don't know, like with a few C's on the end <laughs> of that for sure. So I don't know how like indicative that is of like what we'll see in the right. league if guys are going to take advantage of him that way, but. That is obviously a flaw in his game, but a much more pedestrian um, you know, performance from Chet Holmgren tonight, and the timeline is like much, much quieter. Yeah, of course. And the last thing that I want to say about this is I'm not trying to tell people like have blind faith and just believe in whatever the Magic do, but when we literally have zero evidence mm-hmm. of Paolo Bancaro not being worthy of the number one pick, the conclusions that I was seeing people jump to, like long jump to, like Paolo Bancaro was a junior Olympic long jumper. <laughs> they were out jumping Paolo Bancaro, jumping to these conclusions. I just, I, I really thought it was just ridiculous. And yeah. people are, you know, you can have your, you know, own thoughts and everything, but let's just be rational when we're talking about this kind of stuff. And then, you know, some people also, um, you know, a few people accuse me of being a homer. Hey, somebody's got to be a homer. <laughs> somebody's got to be. If it's going to be anybody, I, I will, I am fine it'll, if you label me. It'll that always way. be you at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I am biased to a fault. I've never hid that. I I don't argue with that. I certainly am. And yeah, for me, it's like it's truly Orlando versus everybody. So mm-hmm. that's just kind of what it is. But I do think that you and I criticize the team when it is called for. And sometimes we kind of go overboard with that. Like last year, yeah. you said that Gary Harris would miss trying to throw me in a trash can when he couldn't put the ball in the basket. Yep. So, yep. but yeah, um, I think that is really going to do it, Luke. If Paolo Bancaro drops 40 in Summer League, maybe you guys will get an emergency <laughs> podcast. Um, we'll just kind of wait and see uh, what, what happens with that. But if not, you guys will hear from us again um, on Sunday. And we'll have two Summer League games to talk about. So that'll be super exciting. And if you do, you'll just know you're getting the overreaction from Summer League that we just criticized. But we're homers and we're biased. And if Paolo drops 40, meh. Especially if it's like 40 and 25 minutes, I don't care. I'm getting on a podcast. I'm recording (laughs) and I'm overreacting. Paolo will be the goat and uh, shout out to Jonathan's shirt that he got. uh, You said from Etsy and uh, this is not licensed folks. 
Don't don't go flaunting this around. You will get in trouble. But I uh, I wanted to rock it tonight. It's a good looking shirt. It's a good looking shirt. We just need some. Uh, we need some some Paolo, you know, shirts in the the Fanatic store for the Orlando Magic, and I'll cop that too. But you know, the number one pick. I I, I like the design. I wanted to to cop that, and uh, I look forward to buying a Paolo jersey sometime in the near future, as soon as we get like the official update on what all the jerseys are going to look like next year. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, Magic basketball is kind of sort of back tonight. Not totally because it's not the real roster that we're going to see. But yeah, excited for Paolo, Caleb Houston, R.J. Hampton, Devin Kennedy, some of those other guys. Uh, you know, some of those guys will probably be playing in Lakeland, so they'll be kind of in the Magic system. Yep. So, uh, what's your uh, what's your prediction for uh, for tonight against the Rockets? How do you see this going? I I hope I'm gonna say because I really don't know. You know, you ask me that, I have no idea how I see this going at summer league, and I really don't know. But what I'm hoping for is a, a Paolo Jabari duel. I just hope. That and I hope it involves Paolo stroking that thing. I I I I really do. I really make all the faces you want. You mean you mean the shot? Yeah, yeah. Shot. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I hope that's that's what we. I hope that it is a duel because of him shooting the ball well from the perimeter, getting to the basket, showcasing everything. That is what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a, a fun game where you know he plays substantial minutes there. And we get a, a great feeling from Paolo coming out of that game. I think I'm most excited to see what Paolo looks like defensively. Yeah. With just, you know, not even a handful of mostly practices. I want to see, like, what his intensity looks like on that end. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be perfect. Like, I know there's still, like, a lot of things that he needs to learn on that end. And especially, like, the attention to detail. But I just want to see the intensity and the effort I, on that I side of the ball. It, I think that's what I'm most excited for. There has never been a greater opportunity for Paolo Bancaro to get five steals. Because I have seen how ugly in Summer League these offenses are. It's his time. It's his and time. Some of the passes. Yeah. So, rough. and that that's another thing is that, you know, uh, last, you know, on Tuesday night, Chet thrived on the offensive end because one, he was playing against the worst summer league roster ever constructed and shout out to Vic law, but, and, and two wasn't close because it was way more free flowing than the college game. And that Gonzaga system, which we heard so much about was a, probably a roadblock for Chet to really display his offensive abilities. And I think there's a lot to that. So I think I wonder in terms of defensive schemes, we've talked about Duke um, in terms of what their scheme was, how it was very high deny. Paolo would get backdoor cut all the time as a result. Those sort of things. I'm interested to see what defensive philosophy, if any, is really put into tomorrow and or tonight as you guys are listening to this and see, like you said, what he looks like on that defensive end. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see. Obviously, we're going up against Jabari, who still probably has some ill feelings about the way that the draft went. And just remember this, Jabari is by all experts talking about the draft and watching college basketball is most likely going to make like an all defensive NBA team at some point. So that's a bad man. Keep that in mind when you're watching, uh, watching tonight as well, as you see Paolo Bancaro and Jabari Smith Jr. Go head to head. But Luke, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Super excited to see Paolo in summer league this week. And we will be back with you guys on the next episode. Unless there's an emergency, somebody goes crazy in summer league. You guys will hear from us Monday and we'll cover those two summer league games. But for Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys have been listening to the six man show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. 
If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!